This is a Federal News Network podcast. If the pandemic has been hard on families with kids in school, it's been especially hard on military families. Service members might be deployed. Spouses are more likely to be unemployed than on average. And now they've got kids having to deal with the nightmare that is online schooling. The Military Child Education Coalition, MSEC, aims to help. And it just got a big donation. For details, we turn to the coalition's president and CEO, Dr. Rebecca Porter. Dr. Porter, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here. Tell us about MSEC. What do you do? Where do you operate? What's your field of view here? Well, MSEC has been around for over 20 years, Tom. We, we started outside of Fort Hood, Texas, just north of Austin, when a commander at the local installation an assistant superintendent and some parents all got together and said, military kids move too often and are not really incorporated and integrated in a way that's helpful to them. And so they started 22 years ago and now are a, um, a global organization that serves military children all over the world, U.S. military children, and not only Army children, but Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and Coast Guard reserves and National Guard, so and even veterans' families as well. And it's safe to say that most of the children of military service members are not in DOD-operated schools, but mostly in the local school districts of wherever they happen to be stationed, correct? That's true. And, and actually, it's a common misconception that the military has its own schools for our children. Now, overseas, that's the case. And in some places in the continental United States, that's true as well. But by and large, 80 to 90 percent of military connected students are in their local schools or private schools nearby. And what are the special challenges of these particular children and how do you help them? Military children move on average six to nine times during their pre-college years. And so that's a lot of transferring credits. It's a lot of changing curricula. And then there are the social emotional issues that are associated with that, having to make new friends or even extracurricular activities like sports, where they might get to another school system and have to recompete and reprove themselves uh, every time they move. Yeah, so that is a tough one. And what are some of the ways and services that you offer to help the families and help the kids? What MSEC does is we approach things through several different venues. One is working with students directly. We train different schools to have a program called Student to Student. And these are student-led clubs in a school that sets out to welcome children or students into a school. And they don't have to be military students to be welcomed by this club. And they don't have to be military to be in the club. But they're supervised by a trained adult that we've, we've trained. And they do things like make sure that a new student has somebody to sit with at lunch when they first start a new school. Another way that we make a difference for military kids is through our professional development program, where we do training for educators, school counselors, the adults in the school system who are really at the front lines of making sure that these kids get well integrated when they come to a new school. The other way that we make a difference for military kids is in training their parents on how to be great advocates for their own children. So we do workshops for military parents on how to do things like compile a portfolio of your children's academic achievements and their syllabus from a different, you know, from a 
from a school program that they did so that when they get to the next school, it's easier to say, where are we? Where do we fit into what's happening in this school? Those are some of the ways that we make a difference for those military kids. We're speaking with Dr. Rebecca Porter. She's president and CEO of the Military Child Education Coalition. And recently, USAA gave you a $700,000 donation. Is that a big chunk for MSEC? And what will that money help you do? It's huge. It's huge, Tom. We were we felt so humbled that they trusted us to uh, give us a grant of that size. With seven hundred thousand dollars, we're going to be able to to translate some of our parent programs into Spanish, and are working right now on developing the first virtual parent to parent training in Espanol. That's huge for us. Um, We're also going to be able to stand up an on-call transition specialist center. So like a a call center um, where parents can call to get concierge service about transitioning their child from one school system to another. A lot of our programming um, over the last 20 years has been done face-to-face. We've delivered a lot of trainings and workshops and, and, and just different facilitated meetings face-to-face. But obviously, COVID kind of propelled us in a direction we had anticipated going anyway. But this grant from USAA is going to help us to convert a lot of our content to virtual delivery. Got it. Because I imagine that the idea of being the new kid in a school is much worse when everything is virtual. Or maybe it's better because you'll never see those kids again if, if you get transferred in nine months. Well, I think it does present a new challenge. Military kids will tell you that, like if they're grown now, they'll say, yeah, I remember whenever we moved, we would go door to door, knocking on all the neighborhood houses doors to say, who's got kids? Who's got kids our age? And we can't do that now. So what we're having to do is really um, facilitate that kind of meeting new kids, meeting new neighbors, meeting other people in your school in a virtual environment. And the virtual school and virtual or kind of a hybrid in some cases really does present new challenges, not only for the military children and for their parents, but also for educators who are having to learn how to not only teach the curriculum that they've always taught, but also in some cases, you know, like teach third graders how to put themselves on mute. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> what an interesting concept that is. Too bad you can't do it in person sometimes. Exactly. But do you find that if, say, a family moves from Fort Hood and they go to another large installation, say a Fort Bragg or a Fort Campbell or one of the, or whatever the service might be, a large Navy base, that the local school districts are familiar with this issue because very often they would normally have a large number of military families, even though it's not the same families from year to year, but they would be there in the first place and they would have experience with the whole concept of here's a whole raft of new military families. It's interesting that the awareness and the response to that uh, and to the military children issues really uh, varies from school system to school system. Um, A school system, for example, like at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, has so many military kids, almost almost exclusively military kids, that they're very in tune with it. They're very in tune with the rotation cycle and and what's happening. In other school systems, there are just so many, so many 
kids and so many who are not military connected that there are just lots of issues going on. And so sometimes what we do is just work with the school system to raise awareness about the issues and help advise them on how they can integrate military kids. So you operate a network of sort of train the trainers around the country, sounds like. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's really a lot of what our professional development is about. And then the parent issue, the parent programs that we have uh, deal with from the parents' perspective. So we have workshops. I mean, traditionally, we, we had like trainers, teams in a place like Fort Bragg or in San Diego or El Paso, Texas. But now we're able to do those workshops on Facebook Live. So really, it's enabled us to reach out beyond just the confines of a, a local community. And the virtual idea has, I guess, maybe heightened the issue of does a given child have the technology necessary to be able to access all of these things? Is there a disadvantage for the military families or is there some mechanism by which they can get the tablets they need if they if they don't have them? What we've been recommending to parents and to families is you wouldn't even think about this, but if you've got multiple people in your family trying to do school online, at the same time, parents working online, you may need to increase your your internet plan. That's not something where you just have money lying around that you're going to throw at that. And so we've been encouraging military families to use some of the resources that are available, like Army Emergency Relief or some of the Coast Guard and the Navy. They all have relief funds that can augment a family's income to do something like increase their bandwidth. And outside of this really big grant from USAA, how do you generally get funds? A lot of our funding comes from corporate donors. And USAA happens to be our, they were our first corporate funder. And so we've got a long, great relationship with them. We do get some individual donations, but if you think about it, we're trying to serve military families and they may not be the best position to be able to contribute to an organization like MSEC. We have in the past also had contracts with the different military services or school systems to provide services. But I think that that stream of funding is going to be extremely limited in the coming years just because of COVID and the budget cuts that are coming along with that. Dr. Rebecca Porter is president and CEO of the Military Child Education Coalition, MSEC. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for your interest, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.